Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sixth episode of the three-part podcast. I am your host, Devin Wright. Today we're going to be talking about the New York Knicks and the trouble that's happening over there in the garden. Then we're going to talk about the Timberwolves. We're going to discuss players, team projections, and really what's kind of happening over there in Minnesota land. But before we get anywhere near those two topics, we got to talk about the game that happened yesterday. Bulls versus Bucks. It was well put together. It was hard fought, but the Bucks really found themselves landing on top. Bucks won 24, Bulls won 15, and there's some things I really want to go ahead and talk about. My biggest takeaway from this game, and there's a lot of things that happened when it came to Giannis's 38 point just scoring barrage. When it came to uh, the Bucks out rebounding and out shooting from the free throw line. I really want to get into the Chicago Bulls and their solid play. Just overall. Now the Bulls, even though they lost this game, they played solid. Uh, when it came to the first half, they shot um, uh, they shot very well and they gave up uh, amazing effort. And when it came to the second half, that's just something that really needs to be looked at. Uh... They lost the third quarter. They only put 20 points up in the third versus the Bucks, 32. And they won the fourth quarter, 29-27, but just lost the game. And one thing, I want to just praise the Bulls on is their three-point shooting. They shot 41% to the Bucks, 18. They got up 43 shots and made 18 of them. Really proud on that end. They... I mean, when it comes to the first half, the Bulls always really play really well. It's just when it comes to third or fourth quarters, they just have a problem just closing when they have, like, a really good lead. Um, some things the Bulls that some things the Bulls can improve on, I would say this over and over again. Rebounds, rebounds, rebound, rebounds. I don't know if you heard me. Rebounds. It was awful. It was pitiful. Now, to the Bulls' credit, the Milwaukee Bucks are a top 10 rebounding team in the league. But when it comes to their effort on the defensive end and the offensive end, they just got out-rebounded. They had 45 rebounds to Milwaukee's 58. And... There's there's a bunch of things that you can blame on this, all right? You can put the blame on Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr. He fouled out early. You can put the blame on Laurie or Thaddeus Young when they when they uh, when Wendell fouled out, they slid Laurie at the five and they put that at the four. You can blame it on rotations, especially especially. In that fourth quarter, man, I I didn't believe it when I saw it. I saw I saw Zach Levine bringing the ball up. I saw Chris Dunn passing it in, and I see Kobe running on the other side. I say, okay, the three guard lineup. I personally don't like seeing that. All right, you have a small forward and Hutch, and you have a 
and you have a power forward. You have like two. You can even say three power forwards on the bench. You could have brought Luke Cornett or. I uh, I mean that Thad was coming off the game, so I would say two. You could have brought Luke Cornett or even Gafford off the bench, but when I saw Ryan coming off of a screen, I said, "Oh God." Oh, God, they really have a four-guard lineup in the fourth quarter trying to get a lead back against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I don't know if this was like a confusion tactic or something to throw the offense off because I could see on offense it could be working from, from the Chicago Bulls' perspective. But when it comes to defense, they're going to punish you. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, to the credit, Bulls got some solid steals. When it, I would, not, not even based off confusion, just off of tough and grit and hustle. But uh, just seeing that closing the game, uh, that really hurt my mind, soul, and, and my stomach, man. Like, what in the world are four guards doing closing in a Milwaukee game? And when it comes to fixing this, like I said, you could have brought Hutch back in. He, he, I'm pretty sure he didn't play after this first half. You could have brought Luke Court, Cornette. Just, uh, just, um, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's very hard to see, man. Four guards. You could have brought Luke in just to facilitate, not even facilitate, just to, just to be a body down there on defense. So you can just have an attempt of him just closing out on a Giannis shot or a fadeaway. You could have brought Luke. I already said Luke. You could brought Gafford in just for a push on rebounding. Seeing that Wendell came out and Laurie was out there struggling, uh, it was just a hard thing to watch in the fourth, man. It really was. Uh, and when even when it comes to Giannis, he had a solid night. Very solid. Showed showed everybody and the world. Hey, he can still play at a at an MVP level. Thirty eight points, sixteen rebounds. Gave a nice double double. Put the team on his back. Gave him the win. Uh, yeah, man. Just overall, it was a great game. Really hard fought. The Bulls really stuck in there, and hopefully they can sneak and take a win in the next. Uh, the next time they see this team. And speaking of teams that are sneaking by, we got to talk about the Timberwolves. And just to start the discussion, we're gonna we're gonna preface this on Andrew Wiggins. Are the Minnesota Timberwolves seeing the real Andrew Wiggins? And before I answer that, and before you even have that answer in the back of your head and just blurt it out. Let me give you his last five games, all right? 30 points, six assists. Two rebounds, two steals. 40 points, seven assists, five rebounds, three... No, five rebounds, three blocks. 25 points, five assists. 33 points, five assists, six rebounds. 30 points, seven assists, eight rebounds. He's playing at a high level. Um, it's not that 
personally, I see him keeping this up because he's shown throughout his career in the NBA that he, he can't stay consistent. And it's not that he can't play like that at a consistent level. It's just that, I don't know, it's just a, it's a mentality thing. Sometimes he's out here, and just like the stats that I just read, he's playing phenomenal, putting up buckets. But just just looking back at games where he's just not, he's on the floor and he's he's on and it looks like he's there, but he's not present mentally. Uh, there's been some lulls just throughout the season. Yeah, I just just dating back in the seasons past, but when it comes to this play, uh, can he keep it up? I, I'm pretty sure the team hopes so. Do I think he can keep it up? That's gonna be a no for me, Chief. Uh, when it comes to even in 2017, this is a perfect uh perfect little line to read. All right, in 2017. Uh, he had about 23 points averaging that season. And after getting the max contract extension for five years, his scoring took a dip. But he's slowly and surely getting it back up. Can we see this play going on for the rest of the season? I would say no. Would I be surprised if he kept it up? I would be, I mean, I would. I want him to keep it up, but I'm just judging off of seasons past, I don't think he can. Uh, best case scenario for this team, if they if they keep Wiggins just scoring at the level that he is, I can see him, see them being around the 6 or the 7 slot. Being top 4, 5, no, I don't see it at all. And they can really sneak around the 6 or 8 spot, I believe. If they keep the play up, worst case scenario, back to the lottery board again. When it comes to, even if they make the playoffs, where would they go? How far would they go? I would say they're around the first round exit. Will it take it seven games for a first round exit? I don't really think so. Probably not even a sweep. I'd probably say a five, five or a six, and they'd be out. And that really just concludes my thoughts on the Timberwolves. Now, for the closing part of this podcast, we got to talk about the New York Knicks. In New York, it's been a very, 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 very bad start to their season now they start 20 excuse me they start two and nine making them dead last in the eastern conference with the defeat from the bulls last week or excuse me earlier this week the knicks tied their franchise record for the most losses in 11 games who's to blame could it be the players? For example, Dennis Smith Jr., his his box score is very, very brutal. Scoreless from 0 from 3 shooting in that Bulls game with 3 turnovers and a plus-minus 
of negative 22. Wow, uh, that was in a blowout blowout loss uh, from the Bulls, 120-102. to 102. You can look at Julius Randle, his transition to the Eastern Conference from the New Orleans Pelicans hasn't been great. It's actually been awful. All right? Shooting behind. Actually, uh, he went from being the 19th highest scorer in the league to the 67th highest scorer. Just around 15 points per game. You can even look at Wayne Ellington. That shooter they brought over. Because the season before, they shot amazingly bad. From the three-point line. So in a trade package, they got Wayne Ellington and Reggie Bullock just to really just cure those problems. And out of the eight games that he's played, he shot 27%. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a sharpshooter, you really want him shooting around the 40 to 35 percentage. And he's shooting around 27. You can even look to the coach, Dave, David Fisdale. The, uh, the New York Knicks got blown out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And reports surfaced that David's job was in jeopardy for the team's slow start. The president of the Knicks, Steve Mills, and the general manager addressed the media several minutes after the game. They said that it was it was that just as as a franchise and an organization, this is not all where they wanted to be. Uh, and you can even uh, just I did a little quick research. Aaron, uh, excuse me, Adrian Woj from ESPN reported that Fitzdale. Uh, fit, I can't even say his name. Fitzdale's firing was inevitable. And the bond was broken between him and management. When it comes to the New York Knicks and their situation, I, I'm pretty sure I, I could find at least 15 people who would agree with me with this. What, what did you expect? You promised your fans that you would at least sign two All-Stars and you clear cap. You sent Porzingis off to the off to Dallas. You brought shooters in and you clear cap just to get a bunch of role players. And the way I'm saying this, it sounds very disrespectful if I'm be honest with you, but let's call a spade a spade. That's exactly what they are. They filled two max contract spots with six role players. And you're flailing your hands and pumping your fists at something that you really didn't put the effort in. Let me take that back. You're, 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 flailing, you're, you're, you're waving your hands and you're pumping your fists at something that you expected an entirely different outcome out of. Now, on paper, I don't see how you could be mad at yourselves, all right? You you put these role players together, and it's not like they got a point guard and a shooting guard and a center and maybe 
two power forwards. No, you got six power forwards that are mad about the rotations. They're they're wondering what their roles are in the organization. And there's just a lot of confusion in the locker room. And when and it really shows not necessarily in the box score, but just your overall play when it comes to other NBA teams. Chemistry could be seen as a big issue for this team. Like I said earlier, knowing your role for this team can be very confusing. I mean, of course you're going to have guys stepping up each and every night more so than others, but there's no just... I don't want to even say death chart. There's no just roll count. And when I say roll count, I mean who's your number one option, who's your second option, and who's your third? Who's the role player, and who's just going to come off of me to spark off the bench? And none of those questions are really answered. They're just flailing out there. But when it comes to the failure for the New York Knicks, they're not just mad at this season. No, they're mad. You should be mad. Emphasis on should be. All the years that you've been very, very bad. Piss poor even. All right? They, they've been bad for a long time. All right? I got into basketball around, I want to say, 2010. Took it seriously. And just really just sat there and watched it in 2012. Knicks has always been bad. That the years that I've been watching never a playoff appearance. Of course, Melo was going crazy in the Garden, but it never translated into playoff wins or even just playoff contention. And when it comes to that, that's really a management problem. It's who you're hiring, who you're putting out there, who you got getting guys there. Even you can even argue it's an ownership. Excuse me, you can even argue it's an ownership problem. But there's one tweet that I saw that really encapsulated this whole New York Knicks situation. And before I even unveil that, is there a fix for this? I don't know how many times are you going to hit the restart button? How many times are you just going to say, hey, hey, we messed up here. We got to just got to have a clean slate and start over again. That's a question for the front office. That's a question for the fans. That's a question for the entire organization. And let me tell you the tweet that really just wraps this whole topic, even this podcast, just neatly in a bow. All right. It was this Twitter account called New York. No, excuse me, Network. And he wrapped it up in this. All right. He wrapped up the New York Knicks basketball purgatory in one tweet. If a team sucks for a couple years, maybe it's the coach. If a team sucks for five or six years, that's on management. But if a team sucks for 20 plus years, that's the person who's hiring the managers. 
And that's ownership. And that's going to be pretty much it for this podcast. You know, I really thank you and appreciate you just for listening. Uh, It's really amazing just to sit here and just talk about the game of basketball. Really excited to see where this podcast and, you know, just my journey for this goes, man. I just want to see how far I can get it, the people and places I can meet and go to. And that's really going to be it for this podcast. Make sure you follow this on all social platforms. Download this on all streaming platforms. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week.